Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick B.W., host of Team, and then today we're going to talk about how you can take your business global. Number one, prior to you building a global brand, you must ask the most important question, and that is, why do I want to go global? Okay, for instance, I was mentoring a CEO who's from Romania, and they have a business where they sell supplies, and it's batteries. There's only like literally Duracell batteries. Somebody had one contract, somebody had the Energizer battery contract. And they were the two competitors. And they said, listen, for the battery market, it's capped. I have this, he has this, he has these stores, the markets that sell it, I have these markets. So either we're gonna have to build our own stores or we have to leave our country, Romania, and go to a different market. Guess what, that argument makes sense for that CEO to take their business global. Now, at the other end, somebody said, I want to be able to say that our business is global. I said, does it bring you that much credibility if you put an office in London and you pay seven grand a month just to say your business is global? He said, uh, in my world, yes it is. Then do it. Not really. Then why are you doing it? Do you just want to go back to people? It doesn't make sense. Hang tight first. The next thing to ask about when it comes down to why, are you already that capped out where you're at right now that you have to leave to another market? If yes, then do it. If not, ask the question over and over again until it makes sense. Number two, say it makes sense for you to go to another country, you wanna go global, okay. Then you have to make a list of countries and study the cultures. So we're thinking about going to such and such place. Okay, we're thinking about going to this place, to that place. It is like, for instance, we wanted to go to Mexico, okay? We went to Mexico and we spent time with the biggest life insurance company in Mexico. What I wanted to find out is, is insurance sold in Mexico face to face? Is it a sit down? Do they come to the office? Do you go to the house? Is it a phone call? What is it? Is it internet sale? How is it being sold? Because I wanna find out exactly how that culture responds to the product. How do they feel about insurance? If I wanted to go into Qatar, how does Qatar feel about insurance? How does London feel about insurance? How does UK, Britain, how do German, how do they feel about insurance? How does Brazil feel about insurance? Culturally connect. How does your product connect with their culture? And not only that, how, did, how does their culture work? Certain things, getting up, lady, there's certain things that you do that you have to embrace their culture or else it's disrespectful to them. Many, many countries in the Middle East you do business, certain behaviors are extremely disrespectful where they want to do business with you. So you gotta study that culture that you're thinking about going into. Number three is breaking, through the language barrier. Anytime I go to another country that I want to do business with that is non-English speaking, let's just say their main language they want to speak is their language. If I'm going to France, if I'm going to South America, if I'm going to Mexico, we went to Mexico, I took Mario with me, Mario translated everything because Mario speaks the language, or breaking a language barrier. If you already are out, your marketing material, your brochures, your website, email, translating, everything, customer service, communicating with the customers, your employees that respond back, there's gotta be your translation where automatically anything can be translated to be sent there or certain employees, customer service reps that are working for you speak that language so they can handle those phone calls. You gotta be able to break through the language barrier. Number four, visit the country and build one-on-one relationships. Uh, For me, I like the relationships always to be through word of mouth because it's got the highest level of credibility. So if I say, hey, I'm looking for somebody who does dot, dot, dot. I know this guy in Australia, great. Then I send an email, then we get on a call, we jump on a Skype. If I can do Skype one, that's what we'll do. Then we do a face-to-face, right? Because it's always face-to-face personal relationship, it's the highest level. 
But you may do a Skype and say, I don't really know if this is something we want to do right now. We set it aside for a year from now. I think this is something. I got to go to Australia. I got to go to this place to build that relationship with them. Number five, study their marketing trends. When I say marketing trends, Facebook is working for your country. It may not be working for the other one. YouTube may be big where you're at, but YouTube may be bad where they're at. They may do pay-per-click, and you may not do any pay-per-clicks where you're at. You may be advertising on Twitter. They may never spend time on Twitter. You need to study their marketing trends, their, their, their groups, their people, the populace that's buying the product. you got to study theirs. Number six, currency exchange, friendly billing and payments. Some websites, some, you know, some portals you use, they're not friendly. If currency friendly, you got to make sure you have currency friendly so if the payment's being made, you know, to convert that currency, it's got to be easy to be done. I've done business for someone all of a sudden. So I made a payment for $6,000, wouldn't go through because the currency exchange, the bank didn't accept it. You got to ask those additional questions from your bank on in your merchant services account that you deal with, whoever it may be, whatever portal you use, authorized.net, whoever it is that you use, you got to ask those questions. Number seven, one country at a time. You go seven at a time, you're spreading yourself too thin. Unless if your name is GE, and you have a $17 billion budget, different story. If you're not GE, you don't have that kind of a budget, then you gotta make sure you go one country at a time is to keep it focused, and then you're learning every time you do a country, you make that other adjustment on the other countries. Number eight, move an ambassador. Anytime uh, I go to a new market that I don't know that market, but I'm moving somebody to that market, I move an ambassador because that ambassador brings one thing. When Toyota came to the States, the reason why Toyota did very well in the States is because they moved their VPs from their main plant that they had to America because they had to transfer the culture. They noticed it was a little bit more sloppy, a little bit more casual. They weren't as focused. Wait a minute. This took you three seconds more than it's supposed to take. Three seconds is not a big deal. Of course it is when we're building all these cars. You can't be doing this mistake. What is the big deal about that? This is how we do it in our plant, and this is how you need to be doing. An ambassador spreads that culture into a market that doesn't yet do that. Number nine, nine is uh, government laws and regulations. A lot of times people don't spend a lot of time thinking about, you gotta think about taxes, like how China works with 51% ownership, or you have to find the right people who are involved. Many countries you go into, you have to get a relationship with somebody in the government that favors you, that you know of somebody. It, it, it's not the same as doing business in every single country. Some are a lot more complicated or difficult. And sometimes you go look at it and say, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm only going to make 13% on this, not including all the other fees and things that they want to keep, including the taxes. This makes no sense to me. I have no desire to go there. Even Uber went into China. It didn't work out. They lost a few billion dollars. Not everything makes sense to pursue. So study the governmental laws and regulations, taxes, spend that additional money with CPAs, attorneys for do that research for you. And last but not least, test, test, test. Test as much as you can to find out what worked in that country, what didn't work in that country. We're gonna make that adjustment here. We're gonna move this over here. We're gonna put this over here. We're gonna change this service call that we have. We're gonna change the script here. We're gonna add that overcome an objection. This FAQ is gonna have these three new objections that are added and the way we overcome it is this. You're constantly testing. The more you test this, then you eventually are getting better. And by the way, this helps you when you move into the next country because you've done so many tests, you may learn 19 new mistakes that you would have never learned. But you don't make those mistakes on this next country you're going into. So it's test, 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 test until you have a system on how to take your business into a new country. So those are the 10 points I'd give you today on how to take your business global. 
Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick B. David. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.